Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 240 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on blog talk radio. Happy July, my magical friends. Happy July. What is today? The 10th. I'm recording this on the 10th. So um, we are actually well into July now, but I'm getting started late this month on purpose because here's what I've learned after so many years in biz for myself. The summer months are slow online, as they should be. People are out and about with their friends and families, and, well, hopefully they are. (laughs) Hopefully they're sitting at the pool, vacationing, and hanging out in nature. So that means less views on the videos, less podcast listens, less sales, less social media hits, etc., 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 for us content creators. So um, in the beginning, I was just very gung-ho all year round, like, ah, make all the things, be there every day. (laughs) And after, I don't know, a few years in, I was like, I don't think this is working out for me. And now I kind of have this, why fight it mentality? Like I tend to just go with the flow of of the online traffic, which really coincides well with the seasons. Um, I've just learned to go with the flow and to take this opportunity for a little vacation time for myself. So in addition to taking the last week of every month off, as I have done now for an entire year and to spectacular effect, I will add, (laughs) I've also now shaved off the first week of every month for the summer here. And I am so not sorry about that. A similar thing happens at the end of the year around Christmas time as well. So the northern and southern hemispheres of our groovy little planet, they seem to sync up like that energetically, which is super magical and a good thing to know and to take into consideration for any of you biz witchy types out there who think you have to go, 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 go do me 24-7 all year long. That is no fun. That is no fun. And a business that is not fun is not sustainable. And I've also found that the more breaks I take, the more money I make. And I know that rhymes. I hope that you remember it because it rhymes. The more breaks you take, the more money you make. I swear it is true of online business. It is some magical law of the universe that I am so happy to have stumbled upon because I remember when I took my first week off, I had this big fear of like, oh, now what am I going to have to do to make up for that income? I'm going to have to do double time. Come to find out that is not true. As long as you are creating value for people and they know that you're there for them and you continue to create value and show up 
you you can back off a little bit and it's going to be okay. <laughs> and I think there's different phases in business too. I think there's the building phase and then there's kind of a cruising phase. So maybe I'm just in a cruising phase right now. That was just a long ramble. That That's not really what this show is about. This month's theme, this month's whole theme though, is fun. Capital F, capital U, capital N, fun, which is... Really, this theme is just going to be a catch-all for a variety of things that I want to talk about because there's some random things. I asked uh, a couple of months ago on Facebook, what do you guys want me to talk about this summer? And I got some answers that don't really neatly fit into a theme, so I'm going to squeeze some of those in here this month. Um, But all the things I'm going to talk about here, they happen to be fun for me. So I hope they will be fun for you, too. And I also hope you re- uh, that you read the newsletter yesterday. I sent it out this morning, but this is going up tomorrow. So the, the newsletter I sent you yesterday, <laughs> it was titled Witch or Bitch, in which I was talking about paradigms. Witch or Bitch and Witch. I was talking about paradigms and how I'm rhyming a lot. I rhyme a lot anyway. I don't know what that's about, but I've, I'm hearing myself do it a lot today. <laughs> I just got off the phone with a government agency and I kept doing it, talking to the scary, scary government, which isn't so scary after all, I have to say. Anyway, I was talking about in that newsletter um, how the life is a bitch paradigm really isn't serving anyone anything good and is most likely keeping them stuck in a reality in which yeah life is a bitch (laughs) Uh, ask and you shall receive stated as a fact and life will prove you right every time bitch and life will give you more to bitch about I'm telling you it's true and um it's It's the lens through which you're looking at things that shapes actually what you see. Your beliefs, like believing is seeing. And um, so if you find yourself in a paradigm like that, like life is a bitch and then you die. Life is a bitch and so am I. Uh, And you find that, wow, life kind of is a bitch and I kind of am too. (laughs) Maybe it's not working out so well for you. So I officially hereby invite you to try something else on for a change. Uh, What I offered in that newsletter was something like life is a game. Or my personal favorite, life is a dance. And it's freaky how well a simple shift in your mindset or perspective like that, it can change everything. It can change everything. At first, maybe you just play around with it. But if you play around with it often enough and it starts to prove itself to you, it starts to become embedded into your system as a belief. And there's so much power in belief. There is so much power in belief. Um... And then today's subject, I'm not going to talk anymore about life as a bitch because I already wrote about it. <laughs> You'll have to go open that up and read it. If that's what you want to talk about today. Today, we are here to explore pronoia. Pronoia is, it's a term that I thought was coined by the one and only Rob Brensky. Am I saying his name right? It's got a weird as Z and an S that throws me off. Um, but he actually wrote an entire best-selling book on the subject called dun, 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 Pronoia. <laughs> but according to, I thought he coined the term, but according to Wikipedia, author Philip 
K. Dick had been writing about it in his private work, which was later published, but he's, he had been writing about it in his private work since 1980. So I guess this is an idea that has been floating around for some time, maybe forever. A lot of these like new agey concepts, they just get renamed and repackaged and presented to like the new generations. And then you end up going back and, and seeing like, holy moly, people have been talking about this for centuries. So maybe it's like that. But basically, pronoia is the opposite of paranoia. So it's kind of cute like that, right? It's like a cute little bit of terminology. And it's the belief that... I have to remember to keep facing you. I'm sitting on the floor and you're like pointed at the side of my head. <laughs> if you can picture that. So if the sound is kind of going, ooh, I've been exploring the microphone situation here because I've noticed in my interviews, the interviewee will be very loud and clear and I'm like soft and in the background and it's because I'm afraid of my microphone. I don't like all the spit crackles and swallows and ugh. Um, so, but then I end up not being able to hear myself properly when I go back to listen to these interviews. So I'm practicing today, trying to focus. See, it makes me want to swallow just saying it. <laughs> ah, talk about paranoia. Can I do an entire podcast without swallowing or smacking my spit? I don't think I can, but just saying it makes me want to do it more. So back to pronoia. Pronoia, the opposite of paranoia. Pronoia is the belief that the universe is conspiring in your favor, that everything is always working out for your highest good. Do you believe that? And if you do, if you do believe that, then why do you keep checking the astrological weather and checking your horoscopes and casting runes or reading tarot cards? Do you really believe that everything is working out for your highest good? Or are you just grasping at metaphysical straws here? <laughs> I'll tell you a little secret about me. I I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of me. I do not believe that everything is always working out for my highest good. In general, I was not, I, that's not like my natural way of believing. It's something I kind of have to remind myself to do and um, to take on that mindset. And, uh, but I do choose, I choose to tell myself that anyway. I choose to tell myself that everything is always working out for my highest good. And here is why. When I receive a particular piece of news and think, oh, shit, this is it. This is the moment when everything starts to fall apart. Ah. <laughs> and I think a lot of us, people who have imposter syndrome or a poverty mentality, you know, we're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew this good, good whatever couldn't last. People get like that about their relationship sometime. Some people don't let themselves have too much fun. Or too much happiness because they think if they do, like the pendulum's gonna swing in the other direction. Does that sound familiar? Um, so that doesn't feel good to me. <laughs> and when I think like that, I tend to get myself into a negative momentum in which, yes, indeed, things do continue to volley apart. It's like, 
dark magic of the not-so-fun variety. Like, one bad thing leads to another bad thing, leads to another bad thing, and before you know it, you're having a shitty day, and then you're having a shitty week, and then you're just having a shitty life. Am I saying shitty too much? (laughs) What other word? I can think of another word, a stronger word that's going to get me flagged for saying it. Um, Funny how words have power like that. Um... (laughs) So let's say that's a kind of dark magic, right? That creates this negative momentum, that particular paranoid paradigm. Weirdly enough, when I reach for my tarot deck or a, a spell, like a banishing spell, like bad things are happening, this person's a jerk and I want to banish them or whatever. Uh, when I'm doing magic from that kind of paranoid mindset, it only creates more paranoia. And I will no doubt end up pulling like the dreaded tower card and be like, I knew it, it's all falling apart. (laughs) I've done that before. So um, sorry, I'm banging my computer up against this little box here on too. This is great. A lot of little side notes here today. Uh, And it's hot. It's very, very hot. So uh, that brings out the extra like distracting part of my personality. It's hot. I'm trying not to swallow and I keep bumping this box with my computer. So when I'm in a negative mindset, the spit crackles, the box gets bumped with the computer and it feels extra hot in here. You know what I'm saying? And then I pull the tower card and I think it's confirmation that yes, bad things are going to happen. And then more bad things keep happening. Have I ever told you about the apple banishing spell? It's like a very infamous story for me in my own mind. (laughs) I might have told you already, but I'm just going to tell you again because it really illustrates um, the negative side of today's discussion, like the paranoid side. So many years back, before I was on YouTube, but YouTube was a thing, I was watching a video about an apple banishing spell from a very popular witchy YouTuber. I'm guessing many of you are going, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. I know that video because it was a really popular video. And during that time, I was dealing with somebody who devastated me, broke my heart, was betraying me. And what did I decide to do? I decided to work on that relationship. <laughs> And to do in this great apple banishing spell, I had seen to banish that behavior, right? So I thought this spell, now I'm making fun of myself because I know that that was a crazy codependent way of looking at things to try to like keep this person in my life, but banish this behavior that had been going on for a long time under my radar. I did not know what was going on, but once I, I realized it was going on, And it rocked my world. What did I try to do? I tried to banish it. (laughs) Coming from a place of fear. Great, great fear. I had a lot of fear. So I did this apple banishing spell, which involves like carving an apple with a little sharp object and, and then burying it like on the edge of your property, right? Like deep in the ground. And that's supposed to do the trick. I don't believe that these spells that you can get out of a book or from a teacher, even a great teacher, I don't think it's, it's the carving the apple or bearing the apple that makes the spell impactful. 
it's your energy. It's your intention. And more important than both, it's your belief, right? And I was coming from a place of fear. So here's what happened. I did it. I buried that thing so deep. I buried that apple deep, deep, deep on the, in the ground on the edge of my property. And I packed the dirt in. I jumped on the dirt. So it was like super, super packed. And then when I woke up the next day and I went outside to go check on it, because remember, I was paranoid and in fear. The apple was out of the ground and there had been like, there was a hole where I had dug the apple. There was a hole and the apple sitting out. And this is the weird part. There were like no paw prints around. There was no evidence of like digging. There were no bite marks on the apple. I was completely Spooked. Like I got into like mega, mega panic, panic, sweating buckets, heart palpitating, fear, like, oh my God, it terrified me. <laughs> so not only do I think the, the, the spell was ill, I, I didn't come from a good place to begin with because I, I wasn't coming from an empowered place, right? I was trying to banish someone else's behavior, which is not an empowered place to come from in the first place. But also I was coming from a place of fear. I was afraid this thing was going to happen again. I was trying to make it not happen again. And of course it started happening again. And of course I took that all as like confirmation, you know, that, that, that the banishing spell didn't work. I have since learned that magic or any kind of divination works best, for me at least, I can at least speak for myself, but I suspect this is true of us all, that it works best when I am in a pro-noia state of mind, right? So um, that's just a funny personal example. It wasn't funny at the time, but when I think about it, it really cracks me up because there was just so much foolishness around it, you know? And you can laugh at yourself years later after you've you've had an experience like that even though it might not be funny at the time but um think about mercury retrograde that's a, a better example maybe because most of us in the new age community like if you're online like you see the panic and the dread that sets in around a mercury retrograde period which is crazy cuz we get several of them a year they last quite a long time that's a that's a big chunk of your life to be expecting the worst to be expecting your car to break down your computers to break down communication to break down to not fly in an airplane all the things that astrologers warn you about during mercury retrograde it's all such a downer and then what you'll see when someone posts like that say on facebook for example the comment section, those posts are always the most popular. If you're looking for attention on social media, post about the Mercury retrograde and you'll get the attention that you crave. <laughs> and the comment sections are always like people confirming like, yes, my whole life is hell right now. I knew something was wrong. I knew it. Or, oh God, here comes another Mercury retrograde. Oh no, I feel it already. Everything is going wrong. I mean, people just really gravitate toward that. Fear is so powerful. I think we just experienced an election cycle when people were voting more out of fear than they were out of uh, pronoia, right? And that, that, that can change the world. That is really, really important and powerful to understand. Um, so for me, 
a few years back now, I wrote a newsletter. Speaking of newsletters, um, I wrote a newsletter called The Power of Re, like re-words, redo, review. I see this people talking about this a lot now, but at the time I did not. I thought I was being very original and inventive, but I, I switched my mindset around retrograde periods to be a time of re. So it's a time to revision something or it's a time to revisit something. It's a time to reorganize. I mean, the re words just go on and on and on when you start thinking about it to regroup. Um, now that I'm trying to think about it, my mind just goes blank. Uh, recall, review, <laughs> re, re, re. But when I think about that, that created, a, I had already been kind of working with that. And then when I started talking about it publicly, once I talk about something publicly, I really want to walk my talk, right? So having my own business has been an amazing personal development, spiritual journey for me because I really do practice what I preach. And once I'm saying something publicly, I just tend to double down on it. And it's like, I'm not, I'm, I am, I'm going to be this person, damn it, come hell or high water. <laughs> and once I started thinking about Mercury retrograde as a chance to like, oh, this is a time to review or to revisit something, it, it became very empowering. It's a time to be like, okay, well, let's like review the plans that we made for the year. Or let's make sure that, um, or let's just go like revise that chapter of this book or something like that. And it becomes very productive and it has that sense of pronoia about it. So I don't spin out over the Mercury retrograde anymore. Um, and astrologers often, some astrologers, not all, there are some fantastic astrologers out there, but astrologers often, some of them get carried away, like with the doom and gloom of the planets. And for that reason, I sometimes just tune it all out. I do really enjoy astrology, but sometimes I just get a little fed up with it. And I, I go through big periods where I just don't pay attention to any of it. And lo and behold, um, when I have no idea that the astro astrological weather is a hot mess and everything is supposed to be all screwed up, um, when I don't when I am not paying attention to the fact that everyone is freaking out by, you know, about this terrible T-square in the sky, I'm like, chill. <laughs> I'm like, la -di -da -di -da -di -da, I can't hear you. It's like not even a part of my reality. And I have a much greater sense of my own power to co-create my reality, my own reality. Like I get more, I guess, into the law of attraction side of things. And I start thinking about the dance of life. Life is a dance. Um, and then I start co-creating the hell out of it with glee. I might add, like it starts to get a lot more fun. And, um, I'm a Twitter person, by the way. I, that's where I hang out on social media, and I keep things very organized there. I have lists. So I have a list of astrologers, and I have a list of witches, and I have a list for politics, and I have a list for blah, 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 like all my different interests. So if I want to tune out astrology, I just don't look at the astrology list, and it's very easy for me to do that. So um, if you're on Twitter, I recommend getting into lists. It's very handy. And then you don't just end up scrolling through your whole feed and just getting everything that your every friend and everybody you follow is posting. You can get very, very specific with it. It's a great way to 
shape your social media experience. Just another aside I thought you might like to know. Um, But anyway, so when I'm going through those periods, which I happen to be going through right now, although I totally was grooving on the Capricorn full moon, I got all like nerdy with my planner and stuff around that because I just enjoy, I enjoy the full moons. I enjoy the Capricorn energy and I felt like it. But in general, I'm kind of tuning out the astrology right now. And when I do that, I tend to get into something that um, I think is annoying to some of you, but I start focusing on the vortex, the vortex. And uh, <laughs> I just get super focused on staying on the vortex or or it, it's not about staying in the vortex. It's more like returning to the vortex again and again and again, because I am only human. And I certainly, despite my best best efforts do not live there all the time. I I don't know if anybody lives there all the time, even lovely Esther Hicks. Like it's a goal, it's an aim, but, um, it's really a practice is just returning to that. It's like returning to the present moment again and again and again. Does someone fully a hundred percent live in the present moment all the time or is working with the power of now a practice? I think the vortex is a bit like that. And for those who don't know, this nerdy bit of new age, uh, terminology, the vortex is, it's your place of power. Another way to say it is it's being in the flow, right? Okay. So that's, that's some terminology I think that most people can get with. Most people know what it's like to be in the flow, to be in the flow when things just seem to be going your way. You're just having a good day. So instead of that negative momentum, you're having positive momentum. You know, you get out of bed, you feel refreshed, you you have like the best breakfast ever, you hit every green light on your way into work, you get into work early, your boss compliments you, blah, 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 blah. Like you can get momentum going in one direction or the other. And I'm just going to assume that you know what I'm talking about because everybody that I have talked about this with so far gets that you can get on like you can get the ball rolling in a negative way where it's like everything is wrong you stub your toe you you hit every red light you miss your appointment blah 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 why is that what is that you know I think that's what we're talking about here today it's paranoia versus pronoia it's mindset life is a bitch versus life is a game um athletes and artists purposely court the flow. Like that is what their craft is all about because their game or their art depends on it. And an artist that can't stay in the flow or, you know, a professional basketball player that doesn't know what the flow is. Well, he's probably not a professional to begin with. Can you even be a out of the flow and be a professional athlete? I don't know. (laughs) It's like so integral to being, to performing at that level. And it's true of your life too, just your personal day-to-day life. That's like a tip that we can take from these artists and these athletes is being in the flow. That's what being in the vortex is. It's not about, I think some people, when you talk about the law of attraction, they get really, really turned off because they think it's about like positive thinking all the time and, and being very, very Pollyanna, but it's really not about that. It's not about denying the harsher realities of life or the setbacks or the challenges or even the grief or death. It's 
it's about being in the now with reality and then making the most of what what that is, of what you've got on your hands, and then focusing on reaching for a better feeling thought or paradigm than one that tells you that life is a bitch or that this thing is happening to you because everything sucks or you're being punished or you never win. It's telling yourself that there's some good in this somewhere, right? Um, It's about leaning into the pronoia and asking, what is the lesson in this? Even if you can't see it, just asking like, what, why is this happening to me? What is the lesson in this? Or, or what if, what if this loss actually happened to make room for something even better to make its way into my life? Just having that thought, genuinely thinking like, what if this actually happened for a good reason? It, it sets you up for looking for that good reason to show up. And um, honestly, it might not have happened for that reason. I'm not saying that the universe is conspiring for your highest good all the time. I'm saying thinking that it is, is empowering and can actually make it true. (laughs) My talking in riddles today, I'm not saying that that's how the universe works because I don't really know how the universe works. I don't know if there's a God. I don't know if the universe is conspiring to make your life awesome or to make your life shit. I really don't know, but I do know that the way you think about it and the way you believe does actually shape your reality and that you at least have 50% control over your experience of life that way. Maybe even more. Um, thinking, Thinking that the universe has your back, telling yourself to look for the silver lining, truly, it often leads to finding it. Maybe it always leads to finding it. I don't know. If you look for the lesson or you look for the opportunity in a setback, you'll find it eventually. It's like confirmation bias at its finest. That's when confirmation bias really starts working out for you. When you start looking for signs that things are working in your favor, you find them. You find them. It's such a cool way of living your life. It really takes you out of a victim mentality and it it creates a sense of empowerment. It doesn't have to be true to be true for you. You know what I'm saying? And if you're sitting there wondering, wait, if you're like hung up on what I was saying about like tarot cards and astrology and you're going like, what about my tarot cards or my runes or my astrology? I'm not saying at all that those things are bad. They can be so much fun. They can they can be empowering too. Um, I myself read tarot every single morning at the start of my day, but it's how I read it now that makes all the difference. I read it from a state of pro-noia. So I typically ask some, I'll, I'll ask a question in the morning when I first wake up before I even get out of bed, like, What do I need to keep in mind to really make the most of this day? Or if if there's an event happening that day that I'm looking forward to or I'm nervous about, I'll say, what is the best attitude to have when dealing with this situation? 
And then it doesn't matter if I pull the tarot card or the tower card. It doesn't matter if I pull the devil or something, you know, that typically might be considered scary. Three of swords, for example, like I pulled that the other day. And I used to pull that card, and, and it's such a shocking bit of imagery. It's a heart with that's being stabbed through with three swords. Now when I pull that card, I think, okay, this is just a reminder to not get carried away with my thoughts because thought creates emotion. Um, I've explained that before here, that card somewhere. But in short, the swords represent the mind and water represents emotion. And in that card on the deck that I use, the swords are piercing the heart and then like blood is dripping through the bottom of the swords into an ocean and it's a turbulent ocean. So for me, it's a reminder that our thoughts create our emotions. So that's an example of reading a tarot card from a pro-noia perspective. It's just like, just remember, like, you know, what you focus on mentally creates an emotional experience for you. And then I also, I have a whole belief system around that, that like our emotions affect our will and our, our ability to take action. And that just starts spinning out into creating your entire reality. So that's how I do it. And you can call me a fluffy bunny if you want to for reading my tarot cards that way. But I truly do not give a fork if that's what you think about me. Because this fluffy bunny can rock a tarot spread in a way that makes my life better, more fun, more enjoyable. I get more of the things that I want this way, more opportunities, more cool people entering my life. And, and really, isn't that what magic is about? Aren't we doing magic to create positive change in our life, to empower ourselves? So I don't really understand how this term fluffy bunny came to be such an insult, but I take it as a compliment. <laughs> uh, if what I'm saying is intriguing you here and you happen to be following like a Debbie Downer tarot reader or a doomsday astrologer online, I recommend just tuning that out for a good long period of time. Give yourself a couple of weeks or a month of not looking at that to see if your attitude about the day doesn't improve just a little bit by not looking at that anymore. Or maybe it will improve a lot. Um, and if you're hearing me say this and you're like, no, 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 I can't do without my daily divinatory fix. I need it. I need it. I need me some tarot. I need to know the astrological weather. I recommend just looking for a replacement. Play around online and see if you can find some new favorites. That's what I recommend people do with food. Like people have the hardest time letting go of their favorite junk food, whatever is not good for them. So I always try to get them to, instead of focusing on releasing something from their life, like I can't have this candy bar anymore, before you cut the candy bar out, start playing around and looking for new favorites, right? So you start... You just have a big taste testing weekend where you try all your favorites. Well, you can do that with astrology too, or you can do that with tarot too. Um, instead of being like, no, 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 I need my daily tarot fix. And I like to get it online and I like to get it from a professional tarot reader. Just spend a weekend taste testing tarot readers. <laughs> Is that gross? <laughs> just try some different ones on for size and see if anybody clicks with you and do it with the intention to find some new favorites. 
And tell yourself, I can circle back around to this old favorite if, after this experiment if it's not working out for me how I want. And then that just gives you permission to really just lean into a new experience. And you might even find that you like the new tarot reader or the new astrologer even better and that your life starts to improve as a result. The paradigms that we hold are important. The paradigms of the thought leaders that we're listening to or the healers or the authors, those are impacting us as well. So um, this is just another way to shape your, your reality. It's really fun when you start looking at paradigms and you start changing them around. And it's really fun if you're operating in a state of like these crappy negative par- paradigms, um, like life is a bitch. <laughs> and you start thinking like, oh, life is a game. I have to call the electric company right now to try to keep the lights on. And I'm just going to see this as a game. I'm going to be flirty. I'm going to be fun. Um, if this person doesn't want to help me, I will ask for the manager and the next person, the next person. And I'm just going to see it as a game to keep the lights on. This is a game. <laughs> and I promise you, the more you practice this, the better you will get at it. And life will really start working out in your favor. And then indeed, it starts actually feeling like a game. And games are fun, right? Right. <laughs> and for anybody who is not turned off by the term vortex and you want to me to to talk more about that, um, I'm going to be doing that on Patreon all month long. So I already recorded a podcast there, but every month on Patreon, I create five new exclusive pieces of content for my friends over there. So I do three podcasts and I do two videos and I just decided it's all going to be about staying in the vortex, staying in the flow this month over there. So you can find me, uh, Patreon slash patreon.com slash Joanna DeVoe, and there I am. I hope that the summer, or if you're in the southern hemisphere, the winter is treating you very well so far. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.